Welcome to another episode of The Learning Curve. I'm your host, uh, Juliet McLeod. This is uh, going to be a different episode where we're calling this a bonus episode where I have our entire MTech team from Learning Services with us today, and we will be discussing AI and how this is coming to life in education and, and what are some starting points for us as teachers and educators. Our team just introduced themselves and talk a little bit about their, their journey so far as teachers and what brought them to be MTech consultants here at Learning Services. So we'll start with Nicole. I'm Nicole Cunningham. I have been with Edmonton Catholic for 25 years. Most of my experience falls in the elementary realm of uh, grade five and six. I've also been a tech coach for about 12 years and then entered into the Learning Services tech coach role last year, where I was able to really start to look at some of the educational technology tools that consultants might be using within the different subject areas. And I have uh, become an emerging technology consultant. So this has been a really great year of really starting to dive into how we can support teachers with educational technology for their students. Next, we have uh, Devin, who is joining the MTech team for next year. Great to be here. Uh, my background experience is uh, elementary, and I've been with Edmonton Catholic Schools for uh, roughly 12 years. Currently, I am the Learning Services Technology Coach, uh, so helping the department, but moving to MTech next year and really just looking forward to kind of infusing technology in curriculum and uh, student-based learning and all of those wonderful things. Our third member of the MTech team is Joel. Hi there, I'm Joel Christensen. I've been a teacher with Edmonton Catholic for about 12 years as well. Um, I've spent most of my career in the K-9 space, uh, working mostly with uh, design studies, makerspace, some languages in there as well. Um, I got into the MTech just this year, and it's been a big year of growth. There's been a lot of challenges that teachers are facing uh, with regards to technology and just the classrooms in general. And uh, it's been a great year of just working through them with teachers to, to try to maximize how they use the technology that they have. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for, for being on this episode. And to guide our episode today, we're going to actually use the table of contents from, from a book that your team has been using called AI for Educators by Matt Miller. It's uh, learning strategies, teacher efficiencies, and a vision for an artificial intelligence future. So his very first chapter is, uh, is titled, Welcome to the AI Revolution. Do you want to speak to how that's been coming to life for the MTech team, how are we defining AI and, and its use for, for teachers? AI obviously is artificial intelligence. And of course, we always think back to the Terminator days where we have that AI-infused um, robots kind of coming down and taking over the world. However, that's not really what it is. And so we've actually been using AI for a lot of years and we don't even know it. So it, it's in a lot of the ed tech tools that we use. So for example, read and write, we use word prediction, uh, which is an AI. Now, AI really has taken a jump into our world in, as of February. Microsoft decided to invest $10 billion into OpenAI, which is what um, ChatGPT is from. And so basically, you can think of it this way, as that whole disruptive innovation kind of component where everyone knows what Netflix is, the whole like TV um, kind of revolution that we had years ago. Well, it took about three and a half years to get a million users for Netflix. 
ChatGPT took a whole five days. And so this is a new technology that has hit us by storm and it is not going away anytime soon. And so it's something that we need to really think about as we start to educate our students, because this technology in itself is going to change the way that our job market looks for students. It's going to look, it's going to change the way that we educate our students. And just sort of thinking along the lines of AI about what it can and what it struggles with. Um, So what it can really do is it does a good job at um, summarizing information, writing structures, like lesson plans, essays, things like that, explaining code, uh, gathering data, and just communicating that information back to us based on the prompt and whatever we're putting in to uh, chat GPT. Some notions of things that people might think um, that it does but doesn't is um, it's not really looking at current events. So it does have a limited data set, uh, a limited amount of programming that's able to access. So anything that is 2021 and prior, it doesn't really uh, have like that academia aspect. So it's not really connected to the internet. can have a bias in it. There, there's not really a depth to the writing, so it's not really taking tone and things like that into account. And it's not really looking at mistakes. So we just have to look through the lens of credibility as well, just because from that book, Matt Miller, um, right? We do have to question what essentially this AI model is giving us just like we would with any other text-based information or things that we're, we're reading. And I guess that's kind of hardwired into our brains there to sort of think that way. You hear the uh, horror stories of the AIs kind of reali- you know, gaining sentience and then, of course, uh, realizing humanity is nothing but bad for the environment and the earth. Um, but those days are far away from us still. The more we uh, have our eyes on these tools and the more that we get them in the hands of every everybody, it's a kinder future. I'm actually starting to, to get some emotions come up for myself. I'm starting to feel a little anxious, a little fearful. Teaching in the classroom when AI comes out ignites a lot of these these feelings for us uh, as teachers. All right, what are some other tips or, or understandings that, that have helped you better understand artificial intelligence and and its applications for teachers. You know, coming off of COVID, a lot of teachers had to really, they had to dive into this whole technology world of like learning how to teach online. That in itself has also made people a little bit more anxious. You would have thought it would have made people a little more comfortable, but now they're a little bit more anxious around technology. And so when something new comes out, they have that hesitation to, to dive into it. In another episode, we'll talk about how we can use it with students, but at this point in time, right now, we also were fearful of logging into it to start because what information is it saving from our own experience? Now, most of these AI tools, um, whether they're like the drawing ones or the written ones, they are all in beta modes. Really important to make sure that we don't put any sensitive information into it, um, any personal information, because they are still learning from the things that we're putting in, not the AI itself, but the people that are programming it. And so we need to be careful in that aspect, but it is still something that is really worth diving into and logging into even just to play around a little bit and just do some simple life tasks with it, like plan a menu for a barbecue you're having Mm -hmm. on the weekend. It can be used for simple tasks like that. And so if you don't want to 
test it out right now in the education world, you can just test it out in some of those pieces. They can make a checklist of cleaning activities you need Mm -hmm. to do. Or if you're traveling this summer, you can um, use it to plan out a travel itinerary of places that you should see when you go to Phoenix, Arizona or wherever it might be. And so um, it can be really great for doing some personal tasks. These tools can actually save you a lot of time in your world of education as educators to help with them, administrative tasks, planning tasks, all of those. And so I, I guess I was one of those people that never really jumped into the whole technology world until I was forced into it. And when I was told that I was going to be a smart mentor many years ago, and I kind of looked at my, my principal and was like, are you for real? And then I started clicking. I was scared to, if I didn't know a tool 100%, I did not want to use it. I did not want to put it in front of students, anything like that. But as soon as I got over that little bit of that fear and just decided that, you know what, it was best to learn with the students that helped me. It's one of those things where you take that tool and you just open it. And you just put in your first thing, write me a, what can I ask you to do? A summer workout plan. You can take your dreams of, you know, rock hard pectoral muscles and just spin them into a reality that you didn't even have a path to get to. I also think that um, knowledge is power. The way to overcome fears is to learn and to get more understanding about how things work. Like I'll just speak as a dad real quick. You know, turning on the light and looking in the closet is a great way of making sure that there's no monsters in there. So with Chad, with Chad GPT and maybe AI in general, having that more open, ready to understand a little bit more is a great way to to pull back the curtains and to see that, you know, the days of humanity's judgment is uh, are, are far away. I already feel better hearing that I don't have to be all in on AI. I can I can wade into the water. I can just dip my toe in. I don't even have to use it for my career. I don't have to even bring it into teaching, but just kind of exploring it and seeing how these tools could serve purposes in my daily life might open up that window to save time. I heard, Nicole, you, you brought up that, that issue of time for teachers. I think that's something we're it's close to our heart as educators, as teachers. We've all lived it. We're, we're at the end of a school year currently as we're recording this episode and uh, time flies. It sure does. So in, in what ways can can uh, AI help with time for users? I can uh, definitely jump on that. Um, kind of uh, Nicole and I specifically uh, looked at just impacts on teaching. And uh, one thing that we really found useful for kind of just AI in general was this whole idea of it being a example generator for uh, teachers to use. So basically just like an example machine, um, putting that into the prompt so we can establish some criteria for maybe something that we want to use in the classroom or a lesson an assessment, um, things that we want to review. That that whole idea of uh, the ways we can simple with lesson plans and and, and how it kind of spits out all of these ideas. Going back to that authenticity and and checking piece, obviously as educators, we aren't just going to take it at face value of what it spits out. We are going to critically look at it. We're going to know the audience in front of us and really think about those types of things. Um, as educators, uh, we really, you know, review things, adapt to kind of whatever needs are put in front of us. Cult of Pedagogy puts out this, um, they have a podcast on 
ChatGPT in particular being used as an example generator. And they talk about kind of the process for that. So establishing the criteria, coming up with the prompt, reviewing it, so putting your expert lens on it, prompting it again, reviewing, adapting it, all of those components. How many times have we as educators been looking for that just right story or that paragraph that has all the errors in it? So, you know, when you take a paragraph, you have to make it up from scratch in your brain. You can actually just ask it to make you up a paragraph that has um, errors in capitalization and punctuation and for a grade three student. And so you can even put a grade level on it and it will come up and you can even put a theme. So you can say, hey, a paragraph on bug, something in that regards. Uh, we were making the discovery education boards, mm-hmm. uh, building those out for the K to three new curriculum and having to look at those cusps and wrap my head around what it's asking and, and what information I should focus on took forever. And not to say that I I use what it was, but when I put that, that understanding into ChatGPT and asked it to kind of unpack it for me, I could then understand better where I should go to look for, for sources or, or what is going to be appropriate. Elite level professional mind that I have to not just come up with something, but to Think about how that can apply that. And so as we unpack a new grade or we unpack this new curriculum in Alberta, for example, we can use that to help build some background because there are not a lot of resources out there right now for us. And so they're being built. And like Joel said, with that procedure into ChatGPT to get a little bit more background information rather than having to go into Google, do a search read through six, 10 different articles, different resources of information. This is already pulling for me all that information together. For example, parameters of information, 175 billion different sites, right, of public information. As Devin had mentioned earlier, some of it might have bias, some of it might have inaccuracies. And so it's also really important to have that that lens and to be double checking that. But being able to go in and get some background information as well. Mm, There's even that idea of it being an idea generator. It's it's giving you a list. You're going to go through that list and sort of the best of, of both worlds because you're not spending all that time going through absolutely everything. You have something that you can go back to again, what Nicole was talking about, about reviewing, adapting, and really uh, looking through things in order to, I guess, best discern what your audience needs in that specific moment in time. And that's where that um, continued practice comes from, right? Because what I have learned using ChatGPT is that it, I can ask and continue to refine it if I'm not happy with what it's getting. It's it's like an ultimate collaborator because it never gets frustrated when I don't understand and it doesn't, you know, shake its head at me, but it just continues to like allow me to to try to wrap my head around what it's what it thinks I want. Yeah, and I like that you were saying ultimate collaborator collaborator. Joel, um, simply I've read uh, the AI infused classroom recently by Holly Clark and just in there, she was also talking about how she was using chat GPT to uh, be her like writing assistant and sort of throwing, you know, things that she was writing in and then refining it in that best mm-hmm. of both worlds kind of things are, are writing things out, putting it in there and using it as an editor, just, just to have some refinement, some finesse, little things like that type there definitely for for that and you might only pull like a sentence from whatever Mm -hmm. it spit out Mm -hmm. into your piece but at least it was a trigger for you and so now you Mm -hmm. take that idea and you roll with it in your own voice and so that's that's something that people are fearful of as well is losing their own voice 
And with AI, you can take your your paragraph that you made or your your newsletter for parents and you can put it into there and you can ask it to refine it and make it a little bit better so that you don't lose your voice and all of that component. And so then it, it just... It just helps to make things better for you as well. You've used it a lot in assessment mm-hmm. and, um, you know, building your success criteria and your learning intentions and all of those pieces. And instead of that taking you two and a half hours, you could legitimately do that backward design in 15 minutes. So it's, yeah. it's that time piece. We as educators are, we're lacking on extra time. We don't have it. We don't have it in our world. When we go about- home, we have our personal lives. <laughs> we have a lot of things going on. And so... Um, when something can spit out a response in 10 seconds and then you take all of those little responses and you start to build your, your assessment template, um, you start to do any of those pieces. It's like that scaffold, right? But it spits it out for you a lot quicker. And now, and you don't have to just copy and paste, but you can for some pieces of it. And then, you know, put your own twist on it. You just need those ideas. You have a million things going on in your brain at the same time. And you just need to be able to focus in on that one piece. And then filling in those gaps kind of afterwards where you need that additional uh, research or you need that additional piece of information back to that example idea generator. Mm -hmm. This is all wonderful. So many, so many different ways in which we could use uh, AI and to to help us with our our own careers. And uh, we're going to link in the description for this episode, two videos. You'll you'll be able to see uh, Nicole walking through how she's, used a chat GPT to help build discovery ad boards for a new curriculum. And you'll also see uh, a protocol that we've developed for, for engaging in backwards design using chat GPT, uh, not in the driver's seat of this planning, but as that true collaborative collaborator. Thanks so much, MTech team, for, for being on the episode today. I think we've we've just scratched the surface of of what AI could be for us in, in education. Um, before we sign off, let's just do a quick round table to, to recap. What is your top use for AI? Uh, okay, I'll start. So I'm gonna just do two because uh, they're, they're different. The first one is in Canva, the AI image generator and designer. I love that tool. I think it's so useful and so intuitive. And second, uh, I am a D&D-er, shout out uh, King's Cursed. And uh, I use uh, ChatGPT to create uh, opportunities for my character, Droll the Gnome Wizard, level four, to uh, cast spells. I use it to uh, just as an opportunity to practice those skills so that when I get at the table, I'm more capable. Uh, So I think my kind of top use uh, that I've been using a lot for would be just creating prompts and descriptions for kind of sessions and things that I'm going to be leading or giving to teachers slash school workshops. I have found it to be really useful in building resources. And so just coming up with some ideas for like different skills to teach students. And so different kind of experiments or inquiry-based um, projects that they can, can engage in as well as rewording information so that it would be appropriate for a certain level of uh, student. They say that anytime that you're wanting to simplify something so that people can understand it and adults included, ask it to do it at a grade three level. That is the like most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Universal appropriateness for wording of information is at that level. So that would be kind of where I've used it the most. And I really do enjoy using it as an idea generator. 
I've been using chat GPT mainly as, as the AI tool that I've engaged with this year and, uh, and simplifying my questions. Like we've been working hard on high impact questions and, and what makes a good question that, that elicited, elicits thinking. And uh, I know I can get very wordy with my questions and chat GPT has helped me simplify those for, for students and for, for teachers that I've been speaking with. Simplifying to 50 words. That is one of my favorite so I, I understand that you have some sessions coming up here at the end of August and, and probably some repeat sessions throughout the year. But do you want to talk about those, those sessions for August? Uh, we do. We here at Edmonton Catholic Schools are running a summer summit for our elementary, our secondary, as well as our voices, which is our languages programs. And so August 28th is our secondary one. And Julia and I are actually running a session on backwards design with ChatGPT. And so if you are part of ECSD or one of the partners, partner school boards, then please like jump into SCED and sign up for it. Um, also for the elementary one, Devin and I are running a harnessing ChatGPT as educators session for elementary teachers. And so also feel free to join in that. And then of course, we'll be running other sessions as we go too. Um, we usually like to jump into Atlee, Gekka, those kind of uh, professional development uh, opportunities as well. And you have a robust uh, SharePoint uh, available for internally for Edmonton Catholic Schools. Do you want to talk to, to some of the resources that are on, on there for AI? There are so many of them. We do have two uh, pages that we've started up on um, artificial intelligence. One that is just artificial intelligence in general that has a variety of different educational tools because you do have ones like CuriePod, which builds uh, PowerPoint slides presentations. You have um, other ones like WriteSonic and some, some things like that, as well as there's even just like the AI tools like Learning Coach and, um, and PowerPoint Live. We have that as well as a page dedicated to ChatGPT because that has been more of the space that we've uh, dove into this year. There are lots of resources um, about the plugins, extensions, uh, just what it is, how to use it that are available also on SharePoint. Any last thoughts before signing off? Uh, we want to just remind everybody that we're here to help. And uh, if you ever have any technology or uh, innovative questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Open up that chat GPT. Sign in. I've already asked it to top, tell me what the top five things for families to do in Phoenix are for the summer. And even just use it in that regard to do some personal piece. Introduction letter to parents for, hey, welcome to the 2023-24 school year. I'm whoever mm. and you're introducing yourself. Get it to help you with that too. It'll do. Yeah. It'll really save you some time. Don't be afraid to just take the plunge and, and explore. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, uh, Nicole, Devin, and Joel for joining us on today's episode. Uh, you can let us know in the chat for the the episode, what do you want to hear next in relation to AI? And we can definitely put out an episode that responds to what you're looking for. Okay, so ChatGPT can do anything for us, but it won't do that. We have so many good intentions as teachers. We truly care for our students and their learning successes. We know that to be effective, we need to plan. And when looking at high yielding planning frameworks, backwards design or planning with the end in mind stand out. These frameworks both begin with looking at the learning outcome to define what student mastery can look like. 
Then, building out learning intentions, success criteria, learning experiences, and assessments that are truly blueprinted to the learning outcome. But let's be real, backwards design takes forever. Can ChatGPT help me design a unit where I start with the learning outcome to write learning intentions, success criteria, and evidence of learning that goes beyond quizzes and exams? We're going to put ChatGPT to the test. Can it behave like an assistant or a collaborative partner to help me backwards design a science unit for grade 8 students? Specifically, we'll be looking at Unit E from the Alberta Education Program of Studies, which focuses on water systems and the environment. We encourage you to view the video for this episode as it includes a sped up footage of my interaction with ChatGPT. So first, let's start with my understanding of backwards design planning and the process I would use without an AI tool. I would begin with identifying the learning outcomes by opening up the program of study. I would read the front matter and decide to focus on general outcomes and their relationship to that front matter to determine the specific learning intentions I want for my students, success criteria, activities, assessment, and resources that will help me, me and my students achieve those goals. It's an effective approach because it ensures that all the activities and assessments are aligned with the desired learning outcomes. And it helps me focus on what my students should know and be able to do as a result of the learning happening in that unit. So let's look at some specific examples of how I used ChatGPT. So to create a learning outcome for Unit E, I asked ChatGPT to write a learning intention for the first general outcome. And with further prompts to refine the output that it provided, ChatGPT responded with student-friendly learning intentions such as, we are learning to find out where water is located in different parts of the world and how it moves through the learning environment. And we are learning to understand what water is made of and what it looks like or how it behaves under different conditions. These learning intentions were based off of the general outcome, describe the distribution and characteristics of water in local and global environments, and identify the significance of water supply and quality to the needs of humans and other living things. I then had to use my professional judgment to refine and clean the output by ChatGPT. So I copied and pasted these over into a planner that I had designed to, to help me work with these, and I was able to refine them and until I was satisfied that the learning intentions that ChatGPT outputted were truly in line with the learning outcome from the program of study. I then wanted to create some success criteria for this learning outcome. So I asked ChatGPT to write I can statements for the following learning intention, and then I fed it the learning intention. ChatGPT responded with statements such as, I can identify different sources of water in Alberta, Canada, and the world. And another ICANN statement it outputted was, I can explain how water moves through the environment, including the water cycle and the effects of weather and climate on water distribution. So again, I had to exercise my professional judgment and I edited the success criteria so that it aligned with the learning outcome. I wanted to make sure that these success criteria, these ICANN statements were measurable and were truly statements that my students could understand and interact with. So finally, to create specific prompts or assessment tasks for a lesson or activity, I asked ChatGPT to generate evidence 
of learning that can be collected in a 55 minute lesson on the following success criteria statements. And I fed it those two success criteria statements and chat GPT responded with ideas such as exit tickets, class discussions, graphic organizers, observation, questioning, and collaborative projects. I did think that this was too much for a 55 minute block. So I was selective in choosing the activities that fit my teaching style and my time limit. Once again, I reviewed my selection of learning experiences and refined them as needed to ensure that they are aligned with the learning outcome and success criteria. But now I needed something tangible. I need something tangible that I can give my students to guide their thinking in the classroom. So I asked ChatGPT using all of that good information, the learning outcome that I had fed it, the learning intentions it outputted, and the success criteria to generate an exit ticket with a prompt such as, ChatGPT, can you design me an exit ticket that assesses the following success criteria? And I fed it the success criteria and the learning intention. ChatGPT responded with prompts that I could easily write on the whiteboard for my students, and they weren't bad. They were actually prompts that I think I would actually use in person. So the first prompt was, name three different sources of water you learned about today. And prompt number two was, draw a diagram that shows how water moves through the environment, label the different stages of the water cycle, and provide a brief description of each, each stage. Okay, so now I wanted to see if it could design me something beyond prompts. So I asked it to generate me a graphic organizer I could give to my students. And ChatGPT spit out uh, instructions for what to include and how to design a graphic organizer. And honestly, these were better than I could come up with on the fly or, or in that short of time. And I could, I could simply pop it into a graphic organizer with some images to support. I also asked it to generate a collaborative learning activity, and it gave me the instructions that I could give my students and a list of materials needed. I even asked it to write me several question prompts that I could use to drive thinking forward while I circulate and observe my students during the collaborative activity. So can ChatGPT help me backwards design a unit? Yes, I'm confident to say yes, it can. What would have taken me a couple of hours of dedicated planning time to fully flesh out and align my teaching experiences and learning experiences to the learning outcomes in the program of study, I completed with ChatGPT in 30 minutes. Is it perfect? No. But I think for a new teacher who is overwhelmed with where to start, or a teacher who's given a subject or grade level they have never taught before, ChatGPT is a powerful support for teacher planning. ChatGPT this year is in helping me to um, build background information on different cusps within the science curriculum. And so the first thing that I always do is I come on over to my ChatGPT and I open up a new chat so that I have this. You'll notice on my left hand side that I have like threads, so I have grade 6 space, grade 5 space, so that I can continue building in that whole thread idea. Then what I do is I go over to the new Learn Alberta cur curriculum and I go into the organizing idea that I'm looking for. So it's space and the learning outcome students analyze and represent celestial bodies of the solar system. I'm currently working on this particular cusp. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to copy it 
And I'm going to come back over here to my OpenAI ChatGPT, and I'm going to start with a verb. I'm going to start with explain to, and I'm going to give an audience, so to a student in grade six, the following. Let me just type that at it. And I am going to paste that cusp. Now, you can always choose if you want the text to be a little bit simpler and the content to be a little bit simpler. I could choose a younger grade if I want, um, but I always just right now choose it for the specific grade that that, or get that, that um, cusp is built for. Once I hit send, what it does is it then builds me out some information about this. And so you can see all of this information here. And so what I usually do is I just grab this because what I'm doing is I'm trying to build some background knowledge just not only for other students but also for my search in Discovery Education. So Discovery Education is a uh, digital platform that actually allows for, um, it's a platform that has all kinds of content. So it has videos, um, virtual labs, explorations, animations, all kinds of informational components as well as some really great spotlight on strategies which are like visible thinking routines and learning processing activities. And so here you'll note that I have that same cusp at the top of the screen. So what I do when I'm in this space is I come up to um, my edit and I just throw in a text box. And so part of my process for building these is I chat GPT all of those cusps. Now I just throw that information in here to start because what it does is it helps me then to break down what I'm looking for. And so I will come back to ChatGPT and I will continue to do the same thing between the Learn Alberta and that. Now, these are my knowledge parts, so I always just start with explain. Now for my um, skills and procedures, I do it slightly differently. I will, oops, I forgot to copy that, come back into this place and I will just say um, explain, actually I'll say, how can a student in grade and because it's a skillar procedure, it's already got a verb in it. So I'm going to say name and order the planets, and I'm just going to plunk it in, and I'm going to hit enter again. And I will continue to do this for all of the cusps so that I have them all um, ready to go. And then I'll copy and paste, and I will continue that whole process of this board of just copying and pasting it on every single page. But that's because I do it in a little bit of an assembly line. Other people would just put the content in and then search. So as I said, Discovery Ed is a, is a content platform. So when I come into this space, now that I've read this information, so I can say celestial bodies or objects that exist outside of Earth's atmosphere. And so I can start to look at things like the temperature, um, that they have different surface conditions. They're, there's all different types of characteristics. And so I can start to then go into Discovery Ed and look for you know different planets. So maybe I want to actually look up Jupiter allows me also to do a filter for grade six and I can start to insert information. So once I've done that and I can look for videos, I can filter, I can do all of these pieces so I can grab the pieces, I can go watch them um, and decide which ones would be appropriate. Once I've selected them, I then go back into this information and I really start to break it down. What does that look like? Well, I don't leave all of this ChatGPT and this board. I sometimes build questions out of it. Sometimes I just take a sentence or two or reword the sentences myself um, to make them make sense. Of course, I'm always checking for accurate information as well.
Once I'm done doing that, I also then, there is a teacher note section in here, and in this teacher note section, what I can do is I can put some of that ChatGPT information in here um, to help give them some specific information just as a teacher for the background um, without having to do all of their own research right off the bat. And so when I'm done with this page, so you can see this is just me starting to build out the resources, like what kind of content should be in it, etc., using ChatGPT. This is what the final page looks like. So I have taken celestial bodies indeed inhibit a wide range of characteristics. And then I just put the first sentence from each one and I've reworded a couple of them. I bold the vocabulary words. I choose an activity, um, which you can see in this teacher notes is up here as well. So it's an actual like spotlight on strategy sketch notes. I build an activity out and I put all of the resources that I can match from Discovery Ad that I think would be appropriate for my grade six students. And so this is how I use ChatGPT to help me build resources. So this turns into this. That's just one way that I have found it to be very useful. Mm -hmm.